0: Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my little sexy vixen (laughs) co-host, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol?
1: I'm I'm doing good there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Hey, what's up? I flustered you. (laughs) You did. (laughs)
0: well it's been a good week here it is january 11th 1997 and is that happy new year our first regular show of the new year are you all excited yeah yesterday uh 90210 show came out. If you haven't listened to that, take a listen to that, because it's a funny little time that we have over there. I
1: love doing the 90210 show. Me
0: too. And this, this show sucks.
1: This show's fun too.
0: <laughs> no, this show's fun. But yeah, the nine hundred two 90210, like, here's the thing. I don't even know if I like 90210, the show. Right. But I like doing the show, and it's fun to watch it and fun to talk with you about it. <laughs> Just like it's going to be fun to talk about this stuff today. Right? Oh, just wait, guys. Just wait the relic. Uh, but first. Oh, goodness. First, here's something new. Uh, apparently, it's going to be on 830s on Sunday on Channel 2 Fox. It's going to be, it's another animated show called, uh, let's see, it's called King of the Hill. Uh, okay. It's by the creator of Beavis and Butthead. Oh, no. Mike Duffy says Beavis' creator scores another hit. King of the Hill opens in droll American splendor. Four frequently perplexed blue-collar buddies are standing around in a suburban driveway gawking at the misbehaving engine under the hood of Hank Hill's red pickup. They grip their cans of beer. They say, yep. (laughs) In their (laughs) own own happily monosyllabic male way, they communicate. Back then, when these guys were nervous, horny teenagers, they probably had a bit of beavis about them. Undeniable. King of the Hill. And then uh, uh, Mike Duffy gives it three out of uh, four stars. So quite high praise. Uh, Interesting. We'll have to check it out. King of the Hill.
1: I mean, I... Guess, but I was not a fan of Beavis and ButtHead, so it kind of makes me concerned about watching
0: another show that's like it. So the animation style looks because they have pictures in here. The animation style looks similar to me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but it's a it looks like a dad, a wife, and a fat little son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I don't know if it's gonna like Beavis and ButtHead. There were things about Beavis and ButtHead I liked. Now some of the the more here's the thing. It could have been potty humor, aka, or not aka, but in the vein of Ren and Stimpy. But it sometimes went into that, but mostly not. It was mostly a little bit smarter than that. Okay. Beavis and Butthead. So, I I was not a huge fan either. Like a lot of like a lot of people were huge fans. I was not a huge fan either. But I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to give it a try. I'll check it out with you. Well, do you want to check it out on a TV that's flat? <laughs> um, what? Soon-to-come flat TVs can be picture-perfect. What? That sounds weird. This article is by Las Vegas. The oh, wait. name is Las Vegas? No, actually, it's by David Lyman. What because the fuck is happening? Las Vegas is where, it had, where, where it's taking place. Okay. Superman had one. So did the Jetsons. I never thought about that, but yeah, the Jetsons did have a flat TV. Hmm. And by the end of the year, you may have a television set so skinny that it will hang on your wall.
1: <laughs> Interesting. What, a
0: what, a, uh, a four-inch TV that you can hang on your wall? The, we have, so we have a, um, we have, I think, uh 30, no, we have a 40- inch tv i think and that thing is fucking heavy as
1: shit yeah it would take down the wall
0: more than a half dozen of these so-called flat panel televisions were introduced here thursday on the opening day of the 30th consumer electronics show huh Advertisements and TV technology are especially significant for Metro Detroiters, who perennially rank among the nation's most avid TV viewers. Oh, interesting!
1: Okay. I did not know that.
0: So we we are the most avid TV viewers there. Ah, uh, interesting. So apparently, these are supposed to be slim, lightweight, and with the ability to hang on a wall. What
1: did they do with all the guts inside the TV? I don't know. Like, uh, what they replace it with, this is weird.
0: Huh. I remember when I started in this industry, we were always talking about the TV screen that would hang up on the wall, says Jim Newbauer, Senior Vice President for Philips, no, no relation, Consumer <laughs> Electronics Company. But every time you heard about it, they would say it was 10 years away. But this time, it's only five years away. <laughs> now, a 25-year industry, a veteran of technology, advertisements, manufacturing, and savvy consumer interests have fallen into sync with one another. So apparently they are going to, oh, uh, well, we have found the, uh, oh, here, okay, here's what they're doing with the guts. This is technology that was regarded as impossible, says Warren Dillard, Telgen's chief operating officer. No one believes that it could be achieved, but we have found the solution in regard. And regard it as an American alternative to the LCD, uh, liquid crystal display. Hm. Huh. Interesting. And then as a related art, so what do you think? Flat TVs. Hang up a TV on the wall.
1: I mean, it sounds like it would be cool and we could probably,
0: uh, you know. Have space yeah. for our pogo sticks. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. <sighs> remember DVD Carol? We talked about DVDs. Uh-huh. Digital video discs. I do remember that. Well, this article this this says remember DVD. What ha- what whatever happened to DVD? Last year's consumer electronics show the digital video disc was touted as the next, next electronics megastar. Okay. After all DVD offers radical improvements in picture and sound. And has the ability to record an entire movie on a disc the size of a CD. Um, Well, I mean, partner it with one of those flat TVs. Right? And it was to be available in stores by mid-1996, but DVD never arrived. Industry finger-pointing is rife. Some blame manufacturers for uh, becoming indecisive about the pricing of DVD players, which began at $500. Yeah, no thanks. Others suggest retailers were wary of committing a uh, bunch of space to a product that would, in time, replace VCRs. <laughs> but the real reason seems to be the shortage of pro- products to put in the DVD player. Hmm. 20th Century Fox, which had planned to be at the Consumer Electronics Show to introduce DVD titles, backed out at the last minute. And Warner Brothers, which last year produced three hundred promised 300 titles, produced none. Oh, my God. What? Why? So they're not making DVDs. That's what happened to the DVD. They're not making them.
1: So they just decide to, like, shut it down. They're just like, nope, sorry, not going to happen. Hollywood's like, fuck it. We're keeping the VHSs.
0: Maybe it's because of, I don't know, who who manufactures and sells a lot of VCRs. Maybe Blockbuster is pissed off about it. I don't know. Because they've got they've got all the VCR or the VHS tapes, but But I mean it's not like it would happen. They could just have DVDs though.
1: Yeah, it's not like it would happen overnight. That like all of a sudden nobody would be using a VHS or whatever. It just it's a new thing that they can use with it.
0: You know, here's what I want. Can you record? It says you can record. Can I record a movie off the TV with a DVD player? Ooh, I'm not spending five hundred dollars on a DVD player. Okay, I'll wait till they're ninety nine dollars. Okay.
1: Well, it sounds like they're never going to come anyway. So DVD, yeah. Um, Imagine how much more space fun. my mom would have in her house with all those VHSs. Like she literally has that's like true. wall full of of VHS tapes.
0: I oh, that's a that's a good. I didn't even think about that. But um, if they're the size of CDs, you know how like in the car because um, we. We're we're fancy everybody. We got a CD. <laughs> we we went to Alpine and got a CD player in the car, but um, or whatever you know in, installed. But um, you know how like we have in the car. You've got that black case that uh-huh. has the CDs in it. Mm-hmm. You could do that for movies. I mean, there's like well, there's like uh, there's like I don't know fifty or sixty CDs in there. You could have fifty or sixty movies in one little pack like that. Yeah,
1: I, I although like I mean I still have all the cases because you get like the lyrics and all the information and stuff in the cases for the CDs and like with the you know DVD I would want like the pictures and everything.
0: Well, even so, if they come in jewel cases like CDs, then that's going to be way less space. Yeah, than tapes. So you're you're right. Either way, either way you're right.
1: That's... Uh, can I can I get that on loop?
0: Either way you're right. Either way you're right. Either way, you're right. Either way, you're right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Always right. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so uh, before we get to the movie, Carol, before we... The piece of crap, yes. Before we venture to the relic,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I thought everyone could use a little bit of loving and we would do some massive love. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I love massive love.
0: All right let's take a look at our first massive lovely that's what that's that's what we've always called them by the way <laughs> our massive lovelies that's what we should call our fans that's that sounds fucked up massive lovelies
1: it sounds like we want to date some like heavy people
0: what oh god <laughs> well how about this adventurous very attractive black female thirty four five eight pretty tall for a woman. That is tall. Seeks outgoing earthy, affectionate, sincere, black male, six foot plus, athletic build, interested in prosperous relationship. Hmm. Earthy. What do you think that means?
1: I don't know. And like being interested in a prosperous relationship, uh, it makes me a little nervous.
0: I'm interested in a relationship that nosedives. (laughs) Can I interest you in a toxic relationship? (laughs) Right.
1: I mean, obviously, she wants to be taller than her, which is going to be hard to find. So I get why she's looking Six like this. foot plus, yeah. But earthy, hmm. earthy. Like, does he? Does she mean like going in the woods? Or? A farmer, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, I this. I don't want to sound prejudiced or anything, but you don't. You don't see a lot of black farmers hmm. anymore.
1: Yeah, I guess not. I mean. Not around here anyway, I don't know about the rest of the country or the
0: world, but can't can't really blame them <laughs> for not wanting to work the land. what the fuck? Well, I'm just saying I wouldn't either if if my heritage was you wouldn't anyway was in uh you know farming uh, you're not earthy, forced to be farm <laughs> i I would kind of stick away from it too,
1: okay. I'm just saying I would. I stick away from all things outdoors anyway.
0: Yeah, well, you're allergic to everything outdoors. I everything am. outdoors can kill you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I should be in a bubble. Oh, my God. Uh, a prosperous relationship, Carol.
1: So basically, she wants a tall sugar daddy who will take her camping.
0: I guess. I mean, But a tall sugar cane daddy? He's a sugar cane... Uh, um, what? what is wrong with you? What are you talking about? Sugarcane was not one of the things that was grown on plantations. That's grown in South America. Oh. It was Never mind. Cotton and tobacco, Carol. <laughs> I mean, maybe there were some slaves in South America. I don't know. But that wasn't referencing slavery.
1: Okay. What I
0: was thinking of when I said a sugarcane daddy is. Uh, that, uh, why do you keep looking at me like that? Like, it's an offensive term. Uh, I was thinking of that movie. Because then was... I
1: pictured somebody getting caned by their sugar daddy. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Your mind is off the rails. I was picturing the movie Striptease. Okay. Because remember, they were sugar magnates. They were the, the bad guys in that movie. They sugar were, I, magnates. Yeah, they were like, they were sugar farmers.
1: Oh yeah, okay. That's weird.
0: How about this rare and unique muscle car?
1: Um, is this not the personals ads? That's Did how, you get something in the wrong section? This, or? Is, how
0: he, this is how he starts this out. Okay. okay. Oh, she starts it out. Sorry. Rare and unique muscle car. Attractive single white female, thirty-one. No kids. Loves hot rods, car shows, dancing, camping. Seeking single white male, twenty-five to thirty-eight, same interests. What do you think? How much do you want to bet that she lives in Taylor? <laughs> For all of you not in Michigan, that is a reference to a rednecky area of Michigan.
1: Yeah, she sounds like a uh, man's man. <laughs>
0: But she's a rare and unique muscle car, Carol. Does she wear muscle T-shirts? I don't know. Does she have a lot of muscles? Like I don't, I don't, I don't get this one. She one of those girls in those bikini shows, which it's like ew, you know, ew. Attractive single white female, thirty-one, no kids. She's never had any kids. Here's what you gotta love if you're a guy and you want to date her: hot rods, car shows, d- dancing, camping. That's it.
1: Well, I mean, I guess, you know, Detroit's the place to live if you want to go to car show. What? Car shows. the place to live if you want to talk? (laughs) Apparently not.
0: Hot rods. She should date Tim Allen. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Do you love cocaine or (laughs) previous cocaine charges? (laughs) Right.
1: Maybe he likes to camp. Who knows?
0: Who, Tim Allen? Yeah. Camp out from the police. Um... (laughs) No, Tim Allen's the best, uh, I think. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, I don't know. Tim Allen seems like a camper. I'm, we're not into camping. No. Again. Because I'd die. Everything would kill no. you. Yes. And I hate camping, so <laughs> works out.
1: Yeah, I could never go for an outdoorsy guy.
0: How about a single black female, Carol? Um, maybe. Sexy. Sassy. <laughs> Sincere, 5'5", 150 pounds, seeking single black male, Northwest Detroit. It has to be specifically in the Northwest Detroit area. She must not have a car. I'm from Brightmore. No, fuck you. (laughs) Detroit, uh, well-groomed, financially secure, 50 to 60.
1: What the fuck? For companionship. How old is she?
0: She doesn't say. All right. She just says she's a single black female, sexy, sassy, and sincere, five five hundred and fifty pounds she wants she wants a sugar daddy in
1: Sounds Northwest like.
0: Detroit specifically she
1: does not want to travel
0: I guess do you think that's what it is
1: Why else would you specify which section of the city it is weird like. I only know the bus routes that go from oh, uh, northwest Detroit to northwest Detroit.
0: <laughs> she could have. Uh, she could have said South Detroit, like uh, the Journey song. Right. Born and raised in South Detroit. There's no South Detroit, by the way. I'm just saying, if There's you had no a... South Detroit journey, What are you talking about the river?
1: Right. They're thinking of Chicago. Exactly. Um, I'm just saying, if you had a car, the whole city of Detroit would probably be acceptable. Maybe even the suburbs.
0: Oh, maybe. So. I don't know. She's sassy. <laughs> Okay. She's too sassy for the suburbs. <laughs> Are you as sassy as Jack A. from 227, ma'am? Um, how What about, the fuck? It's a show, a TV show from the 80s. Okay. Black male artist. Okay. Uh-oh, he's already laughing. Black male artist also has 100 classical literature books. Okay. Just bragging about his, his book collection. Likes theater. 48 years old, six foot, 200 pounds, dark skin, looking for a white female Barbie doll. Oh, my. Who's into the arts. I'm laid off. Why would you put that in your ad? Devout Roman Catholic, St. Aloysius, Palmer Park
1: area. What in the fuck? Did he just say what church he goes to? Yes, he did.
0: So all we have to do is go to S- Saint uh, Aloysius and look for a six foot tall, two hundred pound, dark skinned man who looks like he owns a hundred classical literature books, and
1: um, find him a Barbie doll.
0: Oh my God! This this that's so offensive. There's so. I guess he could have said China doll, but there's there's. So much. There is so much in here. Okay, We got to go a little bit at a time here. Okay. Blackmail. That's fine. Artist. Okay. You know, you're into the arts. Also has a hundred classical literature books. Why? Why? Why specify how many classic literature books you have?
1: Well, he's very proud of it. He, He likes his collection. I guess.
0: What's, what's he consider classic literature? What's, what's in there?
1: Well, it's a, Good
0: question. Uh, he likes the theater. So do I. But never arrives late.
1: Well, you can't arrive
0: late to the theater. That's why the lady's a tramp. It's a prank, <laughs> it's not just um, a <laughs> sign. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> he's 48 years old. Okay, normal. Six foot tall, mm-hmm. normal, 200 pounds. That's a good height to weight ratio. Mm-hmm. Dark skin, fine. fine. You already yeah. said you're black. Looking for a white female Barbie doll. See, that's so racist.
1: Like, I'm sorry, but that just like, that offends me as a white woman that, that you know, he's
0: looking for a white woman Barbie doll. That's where it goes off the rails. Yes. <laughs> it's the white female, but all in caps, by the way, white female. All in caps. Well, not all, but W's capitalized, F's capitalized, and Barbie's capitalized. Doll's not, for some reason, but. Interesting. White female Barbie doll.
1: So he wants a skinny blonde woman
0: with big boobs
1: mm, and a little
0: waist and a, a, round, a round thing, thing in, in your face. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's why we're together. Um, Who likes the art? Who's into the arts? What? So he can impress her with her with his hundred classical literature books. I don't. Like, I don't feel like this woman.
1: Is reading the personal ads. I uh, feel yeah, but, like this woman already has a, a person that's taking her to the theater if maybe. she exists.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if she even exists. <laughs> Talk about like height to weight ratio. You ever you ever look at a Barbie doll? I mean, like what proportions would a woman have to be to conform to a Barbie doll? Well, I
1: mean, she's supposed to be a fashion model, so she should be tall. Like she's got those big, you know, long legs and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, she's definitely. An abnormal specimen for a woman, right
0: then, after he says what he wants, he hits us with a little truth <laughs> I'm laid off
1: <laughs> like why? maybe you'll have a job by the time this ad comes out, sir.
0: How are you affording this ad
1: <laughs> right
0: or are you like uh food or the personal ad? <laughs> oh my God, then. He gives us a little more backstory about himself. That he's a devout Roman Catholic, which is fine, I guess. You you would hate it. But, yeah. Um. And then, for whatever reason, he specifies his church and where it is: Saint <laughs> Aloysius Palmer Park area. If you guys know, Palmer Park is a you know, it's an area of Detroit.
1: I don't understand, like. Does it cost money to respond to these ads? Maybe he's throwing it out there so they, the Barbie dolls can just come to him.
0: <laughs> come find yeah, me, Barbie. I'm sure that the, that St. Aloysius is going to be flooded with uh, a <laughs> bunch of tall, blonde, busty women. Where's the man with 100 books?
1: You're right, too, though. Like It's so financially irresponsible. I'm laid off and I'm spending money on an ad that and costs so many every, words. yeah, every single
0: syllable. I'm
1: like, what, what, what are they, not syllable.
0: Um, Character. Thank you. <laughs> it's the longest one we have. Yeah. The longest one we did today. That's, that's, that's the finishing one.
1: You're going to end up having to sell that book collection, sir.
0: Oh my God. Uh, you're going to have to sell Huckleberry Finn, but that's okay because, you know, that's, that's got <laughs> some. Some bad words. That's a classic literature, isn't it? What is wrong with you?
1: What? You know what you did. (laughs) Don't try to act like you don't know.
0: I'm just saying. Might not like everything in that book. Anyway. Speaking of things we didn't like. Anyway. Yeah,
1: I'm considering like just boycotting like movies for a while after the experience that we just had.
0: Oh, come on! We have fans to please, Carol. We can't just boycott movies.
1: But I hated it so much. We watched The Relic. It was awful. It's we, a relic. We watched on its own. <laughs> we
0: watched. Very- How long did you work on that show? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we wa- we watched Penelope Ann Miller. And Tom Sizemore in The Relic.
1: The most ridiculous movie I think I've ever seen.
0: The last movie that we watched before we went on vacation was Scream.
1: Yes. Which was a really well done horror movie. Fantastic
0: horror movie. And we start out 1997. (laughs) I hope this is not a harbinger for things to come in 97. With the relic, and this is a relic of a bygone age of horror movies. What do you mean? Well, I think Scream is going to usher in a new era of good horror movies. I hope so. And this is a relic of the old days of like nineteen ninety three horror movies.
1: You know what we saw in this movie, people?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Not we, much. We it's saw. We saw.
1: We saw heads removed from bodies. And brains removed from heads, and pieces of brains removed from the brains. It was like a nesting doll,
0: <laughs> like just laid out and bloody. <laughs> we could call it the nesting doll killer. <laughs> Which is equal parts some fucking dude we don't care about. Right. Um, And then an iguana and a beetle or something. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? I still don't know what it was. It's so funny when they... We're spoiling everything in this movie, by the way. It's There's so, nothing to spoil. It's bullshit. It's like a shell of a movie. It's so funny. Yeah, it's a, a Marushka shell, right? Um, those are what the nesting dolls are called. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's so funny when they reveal... Towards the end of the movie, she's like, there's human DNA in here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that fucking John guy we saw at the beginning. And they, she's like, it comes, but the analysis comes back. It takes a lot, you know, it takes like five minutes of movie time for the, anal- the analysis to come back. The
1: analysis? <laughs> the, the Italian analysis. <laughs>
0: and she she says, oh, it's John uh, Whitney. And I'm like, who fucking cares? We saw him for 30 seconds at the beginning of the movie. And then never again. Yeah. If it had come back and it was like, oh, it's one of those kids we saw, which what the fuck happened to them? (laughs) They're still wandering around. (laughs) Right. Then whatever. That might have at least had some kind of an impact. But I'm like, who gives a fuck? It's part this dude. I don't care. I don't know anything about him. Why should I care about him? And I don't care about any of these people. That, the biggest part, the biggest failing of this movie is I didn't care about any of these people. No. Nah. I was like, Tom Sizemore could get his head ripped off his fucking body, and I wouldn't care. Brooks from The Shawshank Redemption gets <laughs> killed, and we don't really see it. He's just like, you know, it's one of those things where they push the camera in, and he's like, ah, and then whatever, he's dead. Um, But I don't care. And I liked that character from the... He at least had a little residual I liked him from the Shawshank Redemption. (laughs) But don't care that he died. And you said, you know what we saw in this movie. Well, not much. Right. Because let me tell you something. When I'm in the theater and I have to look over my shoulder to make sure that the projector is still working, (laughs) the cinematographer has fucked up his job. Yes. I don't understand. Like... I get Stan Winston did... The legendary Stan Winston did the creature effects here. Okay. I would imagine if they gave him any money to work with that it had to look at least halfway decent. I don't know, because we didn't see it. They showed us the monster several times in the climax of the movie, but I couldn't pick it out of a fucking lineup. Yeah,
1: it was so dark. It was hard to tell what was going on the whole time. And
0: every attack scene... The so the cinematography, like I said, is terrible. The lighting is terrible. Mm-hmm. And the direction going along with the cinematography also really bad. In every attack scene, there's like they show us like almost nothing. A black form that's supposed to be the thing attacking, basically. Cause it's not lit. And then they'd show us a close-up of someone's face and then they'd cut to a close-up of someone else in the room's face and then a close-up of someone else in the room's face. But because it cuts so fast and there's so many very close, close close-up shots, I don't don't get an idea. I can't understand where we are in space, Mm -hmm. where all these people are in relation to each other, where the monster is in relation to him and to them, how big the threat is right now. You know, I like I can't understand what's going on.
1: Yeah, it was it was not not good in any way.
0: There's only one part that works. It's uh, attack wise. There's only one part that works for anything. Okay, and that's when the police. It's comical too when the police are coming down. Uh, they they crash the window. So all this takes place in a museum. This is a, a museum where the this dude. By the way, who shipped this stuff? Did he? So, okay, real quick. Uh The beginning of the movie, John Whitney goes to, I only remember his name because John's easy to remember, and Whitney, like the Whitney Museum, because I Mm -hmm. thought it was the Whitney Museum at first. Okay. But he ships, he's in Brazil going to this tribe. And I guess the way they explain it later is, they would make this chimera, which is two different creatures blended together, um, one tribe would make one mm-hmm. and unleash it on another tribe to kill the other, oh. to kill the people from the other tribe. Mm-hmm. and then eventually, because it needed this horm- these hormones that are basically produced in the hypothalamus of the brain, the human brain. It needed them to survive. That's what, like, some and somehow it knows that that's where the hormones are, and it knows how to rip off a head and,
1: and find exactly the hypothalamus in the brain. Yeah, and eat it and eat that up from the brain. Yeah, leaves everything else because you know why? why? Yeah,
0: it doesn't need all it needs is those hormones. It doesn't need sustenance. It doesn't need calories. It's not burning. It doesn't. The laws of thermodynamics don't work with this fucking uh, <laughs> creature. But anyway. So they would do that, and then after everyone in the village or whatever was dead, it would slowly die because it didn't have those hormones anymore. And that's what they would do. So he discovers this in this area. They, they give him something to drink that turns him into one of these chimeras. Then, cut, hard cut, we're on a boat, or the the aftermath of a slaughter on a boat. Where there's the, these crates, right? Yeah, I remember this. Yes, sending it to his museum, John Whitney. How exactly did this happen? Did John Whitney, in monster form, nailed these things <laughs> down, put the things like in there so you know, like he could have them, these leaves and shit like that, this relic, and then like just be like come up as a monster and be like, hey, load these up on the ship for me, will you? Did he sneak as a giant monster onto this boat somehow? How the fuck did this happen? It makes no sense.
1: Yeah, and it looked like... A bad scene from a haunted house.
0: Oh yeah, very bad haunted house. When
1: they opened up the you know bottom of the ship and it showed all these like pieces of bodies because people's heads were torn off and it was like there was some kind of weird green light. Yeah, it's a ship.
0: Yeah, another weird cinematography choice. Like
1: what? What were they doing? They didn't look like wax people.
0: Yeah, it was. It looked like a rubber mask that you would buy at the dollar store. Yeah, it was awful.
1: I mean, I guess it was supposed to be horrifying, but it was not. No. It, it was, made me laugh out loud in the theater. It was
0: comical. This movie was either boring or comical or nothing. Yeah. but the Another scene, movie that I fell asleep in. But the scene that I was talking about was when the police were coming down. They crash into the museum. They're coming down on their zip lines. And the creature jumps and it's at least decently lit because there's like a spotlight from underneath the creature jumps and like de- tears a guy down and then he jumps and gets another guy. <laughs> and then the black police police officer that's at the top, you know, he's like he's, he's starting to come down. He goes up, 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 <laughs> which was hilarious. Yeah. And then they start pulling him <laughs> up. He sees Kron and the thing jumps like he's 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 going over. Uh, the the lip to the roof, right? And he just you see the, his face, and then his, the look on his face just changes. And I pull him up, and his bottom half's gone. But it was it was comical, like the whole mm-hmm. thing was comical. It just the way it was filmed and everything. It's not supposed to be, but it was. Yeah. Everything else was ridiculous. Tom, I don't understand what is. I <laughs> they didn't give us any characters. None. By the way, all I know about Tom Sizemore is he was somewhat superstitious. He tells a pointless story about how, when he was first a cop, this guy was trying to get into his car. He thought he just locked his keys in his car, but he had just robbed a liquor store. He comes up to him as a cop, beat cop, so he's dressed in his uniform. He's like, hey, guy turns around, points his gun at his chest, point blank rage, pulls the trigger, and nothing happens. And he grabs the gun from him. He says he beat the shit out of him. (laughs) Grabs the gun from him, and they go and test it and everything. The bullet that was in the chamber is perfect. Should have fired. He should have been dead. It's his lucky charm. He's very superstitious, right? Mm -hmm. Penelope Ann Miller's not, because she's a woman of science. Right. But they don't have enough interaction. There's no tension or conflict between them, so it doesn't fucking matter. When there's trouble, she wants to go to... To see him, she's not like, oh, no, not his superstitious ass. So <laughs> right. it's just like there, there is no conflict, so it doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. She takes the bullet, puts it in her bra. And I thought to myself, this bullet's going to come in handy. He's going to run out of ammunition at the very last minute, and she throws him the bullet or he grabs the bullet or she gives him the bullet, or she loads it in the gun that he's dropped while it's attacking her takes the bullet, fires it, and it's going to work this time and kill the beast, right, Mm -hmm. you know? Instead, nothing happens. Instead, the monster gets defeated in a completely different way where she blows it up, and then she goes to hand him the bullet back. She's like, oh, here here you go. And he's like, no, you keep it. And that's what happens. Is that why
1: she had that big-ass smile at the very end of the movie? Is that what that was about? Yes. Which, by the way, like, I'm sorry, I drifted off for a minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In this conversation? No. Okay. In the movie. And, like, that was when
1: I came to. It was, like, this creepy, like, I thought she turned into a monster because of the smile on
0: her face. That would have at least been somewhat interesting. It was the weirdest fucking grin I've ever seen. If she had revealed that she had eaten one of those uh, those little like pods or whatever that she found on the leaves. Mm-hmm. Or if she if she had... And what was that? Was that supposed to be his food while he was on the ship? But he's tearing out hypothalamuses anyway? I have no Why idea. Why did he want to go back to the fucking museum? That's not a place where you can find the most heads.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, very little about this movie made any
0: sense. He should have gone to a hat store. Um, <laughs> yeah, it didn't, and like... The first attack is a dude smoking a joint, Uh, a a security guard Mm -hmm. goes into the bathroom, he's smoking a joint, and he gets attacked, dragged out and killed. You can see his brain in the corner and everything. But there's no, there's no tension to it at all. There's no tension to this. Yeah. It's not like, there's no, I, I guess it's like the music isn't there. There's no, there's no like artistry to this scene. So it's just, it's just completely flat. And then after he gets killed, the blood splattered everywhere, the camera just focuses and then slowly pushes in on the joint on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? Is this an anti-drug PSA? Like, what the fuck is going on? It
1: really served no purpose at all for him to be smoking the joint. It didn't matter to the plot. No. Focusing on it at the end didn't matter. And, and, like, it wasn't like they're trying to protect us from some gore because they showed us all the gore later.
0: Yeah. What if, like, what if it, it smoking the pot affected his hypothalamus in some way? Right. And then caused something to happen to the monster or... Um, maybe he didn't take the hypothalamus there. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, this one doesn't have the hypothalamus. Maybe this is someone like, you know, and it throws him off the case a little bit, you know, or something. Yeah,
1: they did. They started so many things that they didn't go anywhere with.
0: No. And it's so funny. She goes to, he, Tom Sizemore, the cop, goes to, goes to the corner. And she's going through the whole thing and everything. There is the one funny line in the entire movie. She's like, wow, this is like the 17th decapitation I've dealt with today. Because apparently a lot of people are getting decapitated. And she says, I hate someone who takes head and never gives it." And that's a funny line. And that's the only funny line in the entire movie. <laughs> and so she ta- she's the one that tells me hey, the hypothalamus is gone. Everything's here from the brain except the hypothalamus it looks like it's been scooped out, right? And all of a sudden he talks to his, like, partner, his detective partner or whatever, and he's like, see if any of the other heads are missing their hypothalamus. And it's like, why, like, there was nothing really, because he didn't know that John Whitney worked, he didn't know that he was in Brazil, the ship was Brazilian, he hadn't put any of that other stuff together yet. And it was just like, why would he think that the two were related? And why would he think to say, hey, let's, let's take a look at the other hypothalamuses. I don't know, but they were all missing their hypothalamus. So
1: that is a weird thing to have in common.
0: Well, I mean that makes sense then to lead him to this thing. And then there's a whole subplot with the mayor and the mayor being like, "You're a dick," and we're gonna have this big party and I mean, You know what this? So you know what this movie is. Hmm. This movie is a mixture of Jurassic Park. 'Cause you know, the, the monster like it reminded me of the Raptor a little bit, like, you know, inside and everything right. like that. Um Alien. Okay. Because stalking people one by one. And Jaws. Because they want to have this big fundraiser party. There's supposed to be a killer on the loose or whatever. They want to have this big fundraiser party and he's like, No, you know, I don't think it's safe and everything, this thing's still on the loose. That's my priority. And the mayor calls him up. It's like, we're having this fucking party. You know, and everything. That's like, all right. Here's the thing,
1: though. You just listed three really great movies, and this was not.
0: Well, I mean, that's the thing is, like, this is, this is so I guess a Chimera or whatever is greater than the sum of its parts, right? It's some <laughs> monster that's greater than the sum of its parts. This is the opposite of a Chimera, where it's, it's combining three different things, three different really good movies, but the end is a fucking abortion. It's a horrible, horrible movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Don't go to the theater to see it. Don't waste your time. Don't rent it. Don't even think about it. Yeah, just
1: pretend. After you're done listening to us talk about it, the movie doesn't exist anymore.
0: If they ever make DVDs, don't put it (laughs) on. Right. (laughs) I mean, what the fuck? This movie was trash.
1: The next movie we see better be good or else.
0: And it made no sense. Nothing about this movie made sense. Mm-mm. It wasn't scary. It wasn't interesting. And most of it was just a massive shadow. Yes. I couldn't see hardly anything.
1: Which is why I fell asleep. Because it's like you can't even tell what's going on. And there's just screaming and... <laughs>
0: And it was mostly just boring talking. I, I realize we haven't talked about Penelope Ann Miller that much, but that's because her character doesn't exist. Her acting choices don't exist. She might as well not be in the movie. Right. They might as well have put a cardboard cutout of Kathy Ireland in that role and then just, like, make click-clacking sounds. Like, hold <laughs> her in front of a computer and just be like... K-k-k-k-k-k. Wow. And then you could just have some voiceover be like, oh, it's John Witten. mm <laughs> Remember the first 30 seconds of this film? Fuck. Yeah. It was terrible. I looked at my watch when it was, when when there was still like an hour left in the movie. I looked at my watch and I was like, how is this movie not 10 minutes from being (laughs) over?
1: Yeah, it felt like forever, for sure.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, no good. Don't see it. And that's our public service for (laughs) the the (laughs) week.
1: We took a bullet so you don't have to.
0: Carol, tell them what they could how they can repay us.
1: So, go ahead and write us at latefee1984@aol.com. Mhm. Check out our website at www.RetroLateFee.com. Oh
0: yeah. And uh, tell your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.